Lone Star 187 is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case File 22, Jennifer Cave. And we're back. We are back. Hello, everybody. All the Lone Star 187 lovers. Hope everybody's enjoying the nice fall weather. I know I am. Pumpkin spice everything for me. I haven't had any pumpkin spice. I think I've eaten my weight in pumpkin spice already. Scones, muffins, and breads. All the carbs. Zero. <laughs> I mean, I've had carbs. I'm just not... I like pumpkin spice, but I'm not like crazy about it like everybody else. I'm, I'm a little weird like 100% that. addicted to the pumpkin spice scones from Starbucks. They are amazing. And I always thought scones were really dry and hard, but they're not. They're like a cake. Mm-hmm. They just are a little bit less inward. You yeah, don't like that word. But. Moist. So anyways, <laughs> what story did you find? Okay, so you know how you talked about we've bought, you bought books at Half Price Books and we were going to start getting ideas from those. The last time we were here, I grabbed a book and left and it's really good. So this murder happened in Austin, Texas, oh, no. which is our capital city. Um, and it, it is also the 11th most populous city in the United States. Oh, wow. Um, it's also the fastest growing large city and the population as of 2018 was 964,000 people. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Close to a million people mm-hmm. in our capital of our good old Lone Star state. Lone Star 187 state. It's August 17th, 2005. That damn summer. You know it. <laughs> it's We've summer. Proven. Yeah. Almost. All right. So it's, it's the heat of summer. A woman named Sharon is at home in Corpus Christi, and she gets a phone call from a law firm where her daughter, Jennifer, was supposed to start work that day. They say, hey, look, your daughter didn't show up for work today. We're a little worried. We can't get in touch with her. We just wanted you to know. So she decides to call Jennifer's roommate. The roommate's like, yeah, she never came home. She went on a date and dinner and some partying. Which is like the worst nightmare of any parent. Of course. Yes. Hey, by the way, your child didn't make it to work. And And then your heart jumps down to your toes. Absolutely. Oh, I can't imagine. So the roommate confirms that, you know, Jennifer had gone out the night before, that she went to dinner on a date with this guy named Colton. They went partying on 6th Street, and she never came home. And 6th Street's the really popular yeah. place, like the bar scene in Austin, right? Yeah. I've never super been. Fun. It's super fun. it's been. Well, you know what? It's been a really long time. Usually now, if I'm in that area, I'm just there to see, hi, Tierra and Chris and all my Austin buddies. Um, I usually hang out with them, and we don't really do a lot of that stuff. We just hang out. Yeah. And just go to the local bars there where they live. So anyway... So Sharon calls the police to file a missing persons report. So the investigators call two of the three people that Jennifer last talked to on her phone. They were trying to find out where the guy Colton, his name is Colton Petoniak. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But 
they couldn't figure out where he lived. Sharon and Jim get in the car, they leave Corpus Christi, and they go to Austin to try to find Jennifer. They go, they talk to some her friends and find out that she didn't come home. They confirm all that. They go up to the police station and the police, the, the guys are like, look, we're so busy. We don't have time. But they do give We Sharon, don't have time? Yeah, that's what they, well, I don't, I'm not going to quote them, but basically they just kind of blew her off. You know, this is a college student. You know how they say it's okay. It hasn't even been a full 24 hours because it was at this point, it's in the afternoon and they last talked to her. Her mom talked to her the previous day. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but yeah, they kind of blew them off. I mean, they do have 964,000 people. And I, I totally understand in the police department, they say give it 24 hours because people can turn up. And if they're out looking for people that aren't really missing, it's, it's wasted effort. Mm -hmm. But if one in 5,000, it's not, what if that one in 5,000 is your daughter? I'm sure you there want are plenty the of officers that have had do, that nightmare happen to yeah, them. You know? I mean, I, I guess it's hard. Like, where do you draw the yeah, line? That would be know? hard for me. I think yeah. I would just want to help everybody. Uh, yeah, so it's probably yeah. good that I'm not in, in law enforcement. One of the detectives gives Sharon... Petoniak's address. So Sharon and Jim, they go knock on the door. They go, go, so go they to his say, apartment. You go investigate where your daughter yeah, is. Basically. They're likely. Basically, that's, I think that's probably, I didn't get this verbatim, but, and I didn't read the entire book, but I think probably his, Sharon probably pressured them and said, well, I, I don't even know where the guy that, that she was with last, I don't know where he lives. So maybe they just said here. That makes sense. Go look and maybe you can find her. So they go to the apartment and they knock on the door Nobody answers. So they call the police and say, we didn't get an answer. And they say they, did, they don't have enough information to warrant forced entry, so they can't really do anything. Um, even though she told the officers that was, she was concerned, um, so she decided to go through the front window of the apartment. This is a mom on a mission right here. Yep. So she was able to mess with the lock on the back window, and her boyfriend, Jim, climbed inside. to say thank god that he respects the fact that it's a crime scene but how terrifying that mother mm -hmm. finding her so how was she whenever they found her so she was inside the bathtub she had been shot dead stabbed numerous times her hands and head had been severed and wrapped in a garbage bag that was left beside the bathtub on the bathroom floor so they took her hands and feet off and put them in a bag next to her body outside on the floor Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what we don't know. Oh my god, that is awful. Like, was she in water or just in the bathtub? Just in the bathtub. We need to find out where this, um, what is his name? Peconia? Colton. Colton <laughs> Petoniak. P 
P-I-T-Y-O-N-A-K. And how awful that the mother found her. Well, the stepfather found her, but I'm sure the mother saw or knew. I don't well, know. Because you, you hear the mom screaming in the beginning. Yeah, but you don't know if she's screaming because she's her boyfriend told her that Jennifer was dead or if she went in there. Oh, I see. Her boyfriend probably wouldn't let her go in there. Hopefully probably. he didn't. I mean... So when you play the 911 call, there's videos and pictures wrapped through when you, they show one that's kind of shows her body a little bit in bloody clothing, but there isn't anything that shows her like how they actually found her. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the mom didn't see it. I wouldn't want to see it. No, the last image. All. No. And then no, absolutely not. No, no, no. So either way, she knew Jennifer was dead because they said that when they walked in, uh, Jim said that he smelled something that didn't smell right. Oh God. And he followed it to the bathroom and that's... I mean, the smell of death is very, I mean, you can pick it out pretty Yeah, and it's very distinctive. Well, kudos to the mom, you know? Because can you imagine if she's like, okay, well, I'll just wait another day to hear from her. That would have given him time to get back to the apartment, finish what he started, and possibly put her somewhere else they would have never found her. Yeah, they start trying to figure out what happened. What they found out, the detectives find out that Petoniak had fled to Mexico with a girl. Her last name is Hall. I don't remember her first name. They, They were there for five days. And they uh, got picked up by U.S. Marshals because they were, they're so stupid. Uh, Colton's phone records reflect that he first contacted Hall by text message just after 3.30 a.m. on August 17th, which was the night that Jennifer was murdered, that the two of them went out. Mm -hmm. And then again at 6 a.m., that was a 13-minute phone call. Mm -hmm. So they text each other at 3. Three hours later, they talk for 13 minutes. That afternoon... He goes to a hardware store and purchases a hacksaw, garbage bags, cleaning products, and rubber gloves around the same time. So was Um, that like in a bag that said the serial killer's bag? Because that's what they always buy. There's sometimes when I go up to Home Depot and I'm like, they're going to think some weird shit. I really have to say, if someone buys that, I'm going to be like, um... Just so you can know, can I get a picture of you? Mm. I'm gonna like, get your you license. Just touch this. Can you I, just do a, a like a swab? I'm gonna need to get your DNA. Yeah, picture of your. Oh no, it's for credit information. Yeah, I just have to do this. This is some new rolls that like Lowe's it's, has. It's always garbage bags and gloves and Axel. cleaning supplies and something to break up or dispose of the body, yeah. whether it be acid or a tool to cut it up. The cheap bastard couldn't even get like. Uh, a Ryobi hacksaw. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get a sawzall. Can you imagine? Oh my god. No. And no. I just don't know why. How they think that a hand tool is going to cut up a human body? You're going to be after it a while if you do. And if you live in an apartment, like, how do the people upstairs or downstairs, upstairs or even next door, like, because you know, if you're in the garage sawing on something, you can hear it uh-huh. in, even in the yeah. living room. So. I would be like, what the hell is that noise? What is going on? Somebody getting murdered? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to think. Yeah, of, of course. Our, yeah. Of our hobby. Like, I want to go to Home Depot, and I want to just hang out near the exit and be like, that guy, that guy right there, we need to, we need to take a picture. The only thing that would happen is you'd be gawked at by all the workers hanging up there. <laughs> well, she looks good. Workers. <laughs> he didn't do air quotes, but it was inferred, right? <laughs> So at the same time where he, uh, Colton is at the store buying all this stuff, his friend, Hall, has a green Cadillac. So she drives to the gas station where she filled the tank up and washed the car. 
So definitely the most non-conspicuous car, oh, yeah. right? A green Cadillac? Like, let me just take this <laughs> bright-ass car <laughs> that somebody's going to see. And go fill it up with gas and wash it. All right, so basically they, I don't really have the details of how they were apprehended, but U.S. Marshals, they figure out that Hall and Petoniak are in Mexico. The way they figure it out is they were on social media. I think there was some kind of video or something or a picture that someone took of them. And then somehow it got out and somebody saw it. And they're like, hold, hold on a second. These two are in Mexico. So U.S. Marshals go and get them. Because the questions they were asking were like, what is extradition like from Mexico to U.S.? We need passports. Like asking. They put this on social media? Well, they, they didn't put that on social media. But they were at some party. And they were asking these questions at the party. As they roll up in their green in Cadillac. In their green Cadillac. With their serial killer kit in the back. Yes. Well, <laughs> actually, um, I have pictures showing that that stuff, he left that in the apartment. There's a picture of it right in one of the, it's in the floor of, like, his apartment. Was, it was messy. Like, you can see there's just shit everywhere. And it's just in the middle of the floor. It's like a paper bag, and it's just all in there. They've got, like, a one of those evidence things on there so that wasn't in the car with them they left it all in the apartment because he probably realized i was a dumbass for buying a damn hacksaw to cut this girl up i'm never gonna <laughs> and, get it done i guess he realized mexico. it's gonna be too hard so let's just leave it the yeah, way it is and just, just go it as is. i'm just gonna go to mexico oh, right, they'll so, never find me there um so basically what he tells them is that he doesn't remember um oh there's a good one yeah that's that's what i that's the answer i get when i ask jack like if you did something stupid he's like i don't know maybe I don't know. yeah he says he when he has to testify, so he doesn't go to court until January. So he says he doesn't remember shooting her, but that he must have done so. He said that he had been struggling with substance abuse for several years. And at that time, at, on that day, he was on the tail end of a several day binge uh, by the time he met up with her on the night of the 16th. So he had been like, he's trying to make it sound like he was just out of his mind. What the fuck ever. Nothing makes you go... Bat shit crazy. I've never been I've never that wasted no. that I don't remember. I don't know. Drinking? Yes. Drinking makes... Yeah. You can black out from drinking, but like drugs, like meth or anything like that, does not make you forget who you are. Well, he, he also says that at some point after midnight, he passed out. But then when he wakes up, he found her in the bathtub. He panicked and then called his friend Hall who made a list of items they would need to complete the job. <laughs> He's like, hold on, let me go on social media and ask. What are the kids to a serial killer clean up? Oh, wait, that's, I didn't Google. That's my Facebook status. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Google, clean up serial killer kit. 714 matches found. <laughs> Amazon, two-day shipping. Yeah. <laughs> I need that shit now. Um, so he bought the items but claims he did not cut the body and claimed that it was Hall's idea to flee to Mexico. So let me get this straight. He bought the hacksaw but didn't use it on said victim even though her hands and feet were missing. Yeah. But then he said, I must have done it because... I bought the drugs and I woke up drunk. But I didn't do them. And high. But I obviously <sighs> didn't do them. They're in my system but I didn't do them. I don't know how they got there. Oh, the aliens did it. Yeah. Of course. It was the probing. You know? <laughs> Some rough stuff right there. Hall did also did not, she didn't testify during her trial, but her attorney, who painted a totally different picture of her for the jury, he argued that her only crime was loving Petoniak too much, irrationally uh, and blindly, thus committing herself to protecting him from harm at all costs. That sounds like a fucking the Charles Manson. It does, it does. Charles Manson. Yeah. yeah. 
So did she cut up the body? She was nowhere near his apartment during the hours that Cave was killed. And I guess they can prove that by phone records and or did whatever. did it bother her that he went out with another girl? No, well, and actually that's the other thing. I'm glad you asked that. There is a video of her interrogation and you would not believe how flippant she is. So she comes in and sits down and like, okay, so kind of tell us what happened. And she says that he called her and told her to come over. And so she said she went over and when she went in and sat down, there was, um, I think she said there was a pair of shoes and some shorts and a purse. And she was like, what the hell? Is there a girl here? And he was like, yeah, she's in the bathroom. And she said, well, why are you calling me over here if there's another girl here? And he, he said, there's a dead body in the bathtub. And she was like, no way, whatever. And he said, no, really, do you want to go see? So she went in and saw it, and then she was like, this is not like, hey, I bought this really cool painting. Hey, check out my new motorcycle, guys. No. She's not, she doesn't seem to get, like, I'd overly be like, excited. I'd be so excited to panicked. see it, but I just want to go outside really quick. Well, she said, I'm thinking to myself, one, don't let Colton know that you want to call the cops, and two, there's a body in the bathtub, you know? So, and then she kind of fades off. I don't remember exactly what they said after that, but... You could just tell by her demeanor that she wasn't upset by what she saw. She wasn't disturbed by what she saw. She never cried. You know, and maybe I should be judging what I just think if, if I'm you're judging. disturbed, <laughs> yeah. if, you're, yeah. if you're disturbed by what you see, you're going to be able to tell you're disturbed, especially the cops. Like when you're telling the story, the you're, police are going to know. Yeah. Emotion's going to come through is what I'm trying to say. Because you're reenacting. And she you just did. seemed like she was telling a story about going out and partying and blacking out or something. It seemed like she was telling that kind of a story. Hmm. It sounds so, like she was more upset they had a woman over than that yes, she was dead. Yes. Well, the sign of psychopathy, the selfishness, and then the lack of emotion. Right. Well, and that, that kind of backs what her attorney said. I'm not defending her by any means because she did seem to help him. Whether or not she aided in killing her, she aided in exiting the United States, right? Mm. She helped yeah. him, carried him in her green Cadillac. So maybe she did love him so much that she didn't care what she had to do to be with him, even if it meant running from the law because then he was dependent on her, right? So she wasn't too torn up about it. But they said she wasn't there during the time of the crime. But... Dun, dun, dun. Paul's DNA was found on one of Cave's sandals, which was found near the bathtub, a blue shop towel, which was found on the coffee table, and the pistol that was used to shoot shoot Cave. Oh, shit. Yeah. But didn't they go together to get the items, or did he just go No, no. Oh, he, okay. No, remember, he called her, and she told him what to get. He went and got it while she went and gassed up the car and washed the green Cadillac. Yeah. They're idiots. There was DNA recovered on a buck knife, a machete, and the hacksaw that they left resting on top of her body matched only his DNA. So does she have any reason why her DNA were on the other items? No. She didn't testify, remember. Oh no, how'd that happen? That's oh, my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though I love reading about true crime and talking about why people do crazy shit... If I went into a house or I walked by somebody and they're like, hey, hey, there's a dead body. You want to come see? I'd be like, absolutely not. I am calling the police. You know, I want no part to see that or have that burned in my cornea. No. Um, even, I agree. Even people that I have loved that has passed away, I really didn't want to see them mm -mm. because you don't want to remember no, them No, because right now when you're saying that, I have all these images yeah. Yeah. through my damn head. Yeah. Thanks. I'm just saying you don't, that's not something you want to see. No. Not intentionally. Not unless you're fucked up in the head, yeah. And yeah. it's not always a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, who just leaves mannequin hanging around, hanging around? No one does that. I do have some stuff from the prosecutors and stuff like that. They, so before you go there, okay. how did Colton meet her? Well, you see, Brittany, when a man and a woman love each other. I know, I have two children. Very much. <laughs> did you forget? Um, oh, yeah, I did. Let's step back a little bit and learn a little bit more about Jennifer. She was one of three girls. Her mom and dad split up. And then it was just the girls and her, and then her mom met Jim. But he was a really, really, he's a really, really good guy. They liked him. But the other daughters were, um, they had their shit together, and they always, they were going to college and making grades, going to school. And, and Jennifer was like, she would do really well, and then she wouldn't do really well. She'd do really well in school, then she would just want to party and do drugs and drink, and then she would get back on the straight path, and then she would fall off again. So... There was this constant tension between she and her mom about her mom wanting her to live her life the right way and not go down this dark path all the time and, and never come back from it. So Jennifer met a guy. He had a little girl, and they met at, at a party. They fell in love, and he was really good for her. He was a little bit older and more mature, but Jennifer loved his little girl, and so they ended up moving in together, and she helped him raise that little girl, and that little girl loved Jennifer. She was super good with kids, good with her. Um, and it, it was good for her because she started thinking about going back to school and she had a job that she was doing really well and she was not on drugs as much. Most of the time when she did drugs, she did Coke, meth, and weed, but meth more than any of the rest of them. And she drank. So he helped her kind of get through that. She still had times where she would go get high, but for the most part for him and the little girl, she did the right thing. She had already met Colton and she met him at UT. Mm -hmm. That's where she was going to school. She met him there, very tumultuous, mainly just sex and drugs. So when she met this other guy that had the daughter, she kind of drifted away from Colton. So they were friends and then they weren't anymore. So she was living with this guy. Then they stopped seeing each other and she started hanging out with Colton again. And that's when this whole thing happened. The worst part about it is that she had just decided again to clean up her life. She made this call to her mom the night before saying, hey, I'm super excited. I got this new job with the law firm. I'm going to be an assistant and I'm super pumped. I start tomorrow and I'm going to go out and celebrate with my friends and I'll talk to you tomorrow. So seems like Colton was this black cloud over her. He always, when she was with him, she didn't do the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. She made bad decisions with him. I guess it was easy because he was just one of those bad guys, you know? Yeah. A little too late. Mm -hmm. And so they went out that night and so uh, they went out to eat and then they went to sixth street. And then there was another friend of hers, Miguel. He called her while she was with Colton to say, hey, let's go hang out. And she said, no, I'm with Colton. I'll call you when I get home. And, and he had testified that she never called him back. Hmm. And so he felt really bad that he didn't go check on her. But, I mean, he, he wouldn't have yeah, known. He couldn't stop what right. was going to happen. So she was kind of a lost soul. I think she was trying to find her way. And she was in and out of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the straight and narrow. I'm mean, not necessarily straight and narrow, but, you know, like focus on school and work and then party being a side thing instead of party being the primary thing and then maybe go to work if I mm -hmm. feel like it or school. So did the prosecution pull out of him why he did what he did? No. He, did he all of a sudden remember or he still had amnesia? Unfortunately, this was not a straightforward case. It was a, a heinous murder and two identifiable suspects but the physical evidence was confounding and there was no clear motive was she shot in the bathtub and stabbed in the bathtub 
or was she shot somewhere else and moved to the back? The medical examiner discovered that there was a bullet that had been fired through her severed head and into her brain. Her what? Her brain. Her what head? Severed. Severed? So her head was so, off Oh, too? yeah. Her head and her hands. Remember I said that in the beginning. Oh, I thought you said her hands and feet. No, no her head <gasps> and her hands. She didn't have a head? Mm-mm. This is, why is this the second story I'm doing about beheading? She this is have, not a trend. I don't know how I missed that earlier. She no. didn't have a head? I, I did say that, didn't I? Did I, Russell? No, you said head. Yeah. yeah. The severed head. I'm sorry. I just missed the head part. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. So you shot her in the head? Uh, yeah. They said in her severed head and into her brain. Well, yeah. So I guess they oh shot her. But it did, they didn't say whether or not there were there were bullets, whether or not the bullets hit the bathtub or whatever. But there was no evidence. There's a lot of so blood on the, the bathroom floor. So what was the point of the stabbing if he shot her in the top of the head? Drugs? I don't know. Psychopathy. This is the thing about this story that frustrated me is I didn't get all the answers. But the book went more in detail about her and her family and how she got where she was. Mm -hmm. In Hall's trial, prosecutors had to figure out, try to figure out intent by going through conversations that the two of them had with other people uh, in the months that followed the murder. They offered testimony from her former cellmate in Travis County Jail, who was in for fraud charges, saying that during the three weeks that this girl shared a jail cell with Hall, um, that Hall made several incriminating statements about her involvement with the death of Jennifer Cave. She was in charge of the mutilation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of was, if you think about it. She's the one that told him how to take care of it. But sh this is the thing that pisses me off so bad. So Hall told cellmate, she said, she told her, I don't understand what the big fuss is. After all, Cave was nothing. She was nobody. Who the hell is she? I know. She's a fucking nobody. When I read that, I was like, son of a bitch, I'm stopping for the night. I can't deal with it. <laughs> you know how there's that part that you read and you're just like, I can't. I, can't. Yeah. I just want to punch something. So. Yeah. That was my, I'm done for the night. I have to finish tomorrow. I can't, can't continue. Tonyak's neighbor testified that in the spring of 2006, Hall told her that after Petonyak shot Cave, he sat in his living room drinking beer and watching TV instead of using the tools he'd bought at the hardware store. So what, did that frustrate her? <laughs> Probably. Like, I went through the trouble of making you a cleanup list. And you didn't list. do anything. And you went and bought it. You just sat no. there and drank yeah. beer. Sounds logical. What a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Narcissist bitch. Yeah, it says Hall seemed frustrated by him relaxing and not doing what she wanted him to do and that she'd been trying to motivate him to finish the job. Okay. Um, you don't motivate your man to go clean up the dead girl in the bathtub, right? You motivate them to like do good in life. Maybe mm -hmm. not drink as many beers. If you're maybe, not a psycho. Maybe, maybe cut back on the meth a little bit. Just a tad. You know, just, you know, could you, you know, dial maybe, the meth down just a little? <laughs> Or maybe not be with other bitches. You know, if it's, it's just you one and girlfriend I, at a time. It's right. just you and I. Right. What if she was just a jealous girlfriend that showed up and found the situation? I don't know. Yeah. But why would he take the rap for her, though? But, so basically, the prosecutors portrayed Hall as the post-murder mastermind, right? I mean, I it, don't, sounds, it makes sense. Yeah. But her attorney countered that Hall took no part in the <gasps> memberment. But that was a version of the story that the jury apparently found bullshit in the end the verdict was unsurprising although it took the jury two days to return with the convictions that could have brought hall as many as 11 years of incarceration 
Um, oh, a piddly 11 years? Yeah. Jurors perhaps reason that Hall's confirmed actions that she corroborated with Petoniak and flight. They took off, right? Reflected that she's guilty of something. Mm-hmm. Like, why would she, if she wasn't involved, why did she have to leave with him? Right. Unless maybe she was really, really in love with him. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't, I'm not going to compare myself to some psycho like her. You don't want to see the dead body I have? I don't want to see it. In fact, <laughs> I love you, but I'm going to call the cops first and I'm going to tell them. Fair enough. Look, this is my sister and I love her and I'm going to be like, what the hell did you do, sister? Yeah. What it's okay. It's hell? just metaphorical. It's just, you know, my soul. She's talking about. <laughs> well, and at the end of the day, even if she never touched her body, if he told her there's a body in the bathtub... And her first inclination was not to leave and go call the police and get him in trouble for what he did and get justice for her, then she's wrong and she deserves to be punished. I completely agree. So it doesn't matter if she if she touched her or she didn't touch her. She knew what he did and she didn't call law enforcement. Is that not accessory to murder? That's what I thought. That's what I would think. Please tell me he got unlawful <laughs> dismemberment of a body. No. This is like the fourth I case. know. I know. And so when was that enacted? I don't know. I need to read I need the to law, look at I this. I, I do. First story was shortly yeah. after that they did it. Mm-hmm. That was in 2008. Was it in 2008? The worst part is there's still very little understanding of what really happened to her or why. You know, Jennifer's visitation was held at the Seaside Funeral Home Monday, August 22nd, which is Savannah's birthday. Mm. And the funeral was held at the All Saints Episcopal Church the very next day. And she was buried in a private cemetery. And then there is the book that Catherine Casey wrote. It's called A Descent into Hell. In July 2007, Governor Rick Perry signed legislation that makes desecration of a human corpse a felony and offers counseling to jurors subjected to graphic images or testimony. The Jennifer Cave Act intends to strengthen current law, which, depending on circumstances, considers corpse desecration a misdemeanor a misdemeanor yes the fuck this is another thing i almost threw my laptop i welcome to texas y'all what the fuck people first of all first of all let's say let's say i know that we're getting worked up again let's say we're walking we're just walking along a trail and we see a dead body right someone loves that person someone brought that person into the world it's a human and if we walk over to them and kick it or poke at it, or do something to it. He did. If they were alive, that would be battery. Correct. Correct. So because they're dead, they don't have rights anymore. So I have to kill them in order to have a real charge. But if I desecrate or do something to the dead body that no longer apparently has rights, it's just a misdemeanor. That's some bull. I feel like dead or alive, you should have the same rights. I completely agree. And if you walk over to a dead body and hit uh, it... Uh, but you gotta watch out, though. Then dead people would start voting. <laughs> no, for real. Like, they would rig elections. That's how they've done it before. They've done it before! I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what someone... I say you should have the same rights in death. In the sense that whatever someone does to you shouldn't matter if you're dead or alive. I don't know, man. They just, it they should be more than a damn misdemeanor. Like, that's for sure. if somebody has sex with a dead body... Right? Ooh, that's What the fuck you gotta go there for? Because I'm saying if, if you're alive, <laughs> if you're alive uh-huh. and they rape you, it's rape. Right? That's sexual uh-huh. assault. If you're dead and they have sex with you, that's it's sexual necrophilia. assault. And it's, it's sexual, necrophilia. it's assault. You've assaulted a dead body. 
Why is it any different if they hit you with something that's bad? This fucking your episode life? just took a major turn. It did. <laughs> so major. Let's, let's reel it in. I'm throwing the fish Let's just get in. back to talking about the decapitated okay. heads and shit, okay? Damn it, that's too. <laughs> so in January of 2007, that piece of shit Colton was convicted of intentional murder and sentenced to 55 years in prison. Amen. Laura Hall. Laura is her name. I didn't want to commit it to memory. She was convicted of hindering Petoniak's apprehension and tampering with evidence. I was going to say, it would either be tampering with evidence or aiding and abetting. Right. She was sentenced to five years in prison and a year in jail with the sentences to run concurrently. Mm -hmm. Get this, though. Are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Laura Hall was released on March 12th, 2018. For what? That bitch is out. Five months before the end of her 10-year sentence. In an odd twist, the day this happened was also Jennifer Cave's birthday. Oh. She would have been 34 years old. Yeah, bud. I have chills. I can't. I have chills. I can't even with that. Like, that bitch gets to go on with the rest of her life and live a life. She can... Yeah, she can listen to podcasts, maybe find them, murder them. Yeah, bring it, bitch. (laughs) I got a hacksaw with your name on it. I'm sorry. That came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Here's the other interesting thing. Two points that I have to make here. One, the guy that Jennifer lived with that had a little girl, he was really big into karaoke and his favorite songs to sing, Johnny Cash. Nice. Not lying. The second one is, you want to know what prison Colton's in? What? The Robertson unit, which when you Google that, is in Abilene off of FM 3520. To shut the front door. Uh-huh. Full yep. circle. I didn't even know that there was a, a jail in Abilene. Yep. Off Girl, of... There's a jail in every town. But not that would have murderers. I didn't know. Uh, usually be... that's a prison where murderers go. Right. So it's a prison, I just not didn't a jail. Know that, yeah. This is a prison. You have to, I just, you have to remember it's that. Called like, there's yeah. I just yeah. didn't think there'd be a prison with murderers in Abilene. Because you want to know the, the biggest differences? Jails are county mm-hmm. and, and penitentiaries are state. state. What's federal? Pound me in the ass prison. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> that's a, have you seen? Have you, did you get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen Office Space, but just, yeah. Have you seen oh, Office yes. Space? Mm-hmm, yes. Federal pound me in the ass. <laughs> Sorry, it was just a perfect opportunity to slide that in. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I hope I answered. Did I answer all your questions? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Do you have any unanswered questions? Nope. It's sad she was my age. Let's talk a little bit more about her. She was originally from Corpus Christi. One of five girls. I'm sorry, not three. Five. She went to high school in Bishop. She graduated from... (laughs) I'm leaving that in there. Damn it. Then why am I doing it again? He's not going to make us look smart this episode. You're not going to make me look smart? She bought you sangria. I I am an editor, not a miracle worker. Damn it. (laughs) Are you saying I'm stupid? No. You're saying you don't sound smart. (laughs) I mean, it is 10 o'clock, and I, I did have a pitcher of sangria, and I am working on it with coffee. So yeah, yeah. She traveled to San Marcos in 2002 to attend Texas State University as a finance major, but dropped out after one semester and worked at a restaurant in Austin, Texas, while she also could attend Austin Community College. So that's where she met Colton when she was working at that restaurant and going to community college because he his apartment is right by campus or was. I wonder if somebody's living in that apartment right now. Mm-hmm. Surely they know. I mean, the address was on the 911 call. I mean, if they never look up their address, they may never know. I mean, yeah. not, ev- not everybody Googles their address to see if there's been crimes happen there. Well, now we have to do ours because... I already did. Yeah. You think I let us move in here before I Googled crime in this house? 
Oh, I guess I just wasn't part of that conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so most of my content was from austinchronicle.com news website, mm-hmm. YouTube for the videos. We'll post the videos to the 911 call. Oh, the other thing that I heard in one of the news videos I watched is that her murder was considered one of the most gruesome murders in in the city's history. I can imagine. One of them, I mean, but still, oh. I mean, to be beheaded and uh, hands cut off and feet cut off and right. shot well, and stabbed. the head leaves the body, the rest of it's kind of like moot, you know? I, I'm, Unless it all depends on which order. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dead's dead. I just don't... I mean, even if I'm super pissed at someone, I just don't think I could do that. That was a... So Sad, that was story. that was the story of Jennifer Cave. Obviously, the most frustrating part is you don't know. We never found out why. There was no motive. No, her parents didn't get answers. Just she's gone, and you know he did it. You know Hall was involved somehow. That's it. Like you don't get an answer as to why. You know what happened. Mm-hmm. I think if I were her mom, I'd be visiting him every day. I want to know what the hell happened. Yeah. Why don't you, you tell don't me what know, happened to my daughter? I will hire a therapist or yeah. a, hip, a hypnotist, someone to get the. I would be out. that mom. I, will I hire know like I would. Four guys that are in the prison with you to bang you and bang you and bang you until you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> um, every day is you ready for your ass raping? All right. Do you remember today? No. All right. Here we go. Do you remember today? No. Well, bend over. We're gonna use salt this time. What did you say? <laughs> We're gonna use salt this That's time. That's what I bought you. Said yeah, the granules, the big ones. Oh my god! So like the, the sea salt, the yeah, coarse sea salt, yeah. like Epsom salt. It's the talk salt, actually. That was a good one. Rest a sad peace. one. Rest in peace, Jennifer Cave. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Get fucked. Case file twenty-two. Jennifer Cave. Closed.